How do social entrepreneurs and small businesses create an authentic brand people love so they can get the edge they need to stand out, create predictable revenue, and compete against the big guys? That's what we're here to discuss. I'm Adam Force, the founder of Change Creator, and this is the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. Uh, this is brought to you by Change Creator, and I'm your host, Adam Force. Hope everybody's been well. Um, you know, we've been really focused on uh, the working with these e-commerce brands that we've been uh, supporting and, and helping grow their businesses. Um, it's been quite a journey. Um, so we'll be dropping more episodes as we uh, as we go here uh, for the podcast. Um, there are a lot of good things to talk about, and today we're going to be talking about branding. Um, so, um, well, that's, a, that's a topic that's near and dear to me. And it's such an important part of, um, how we build up our brands to earn trust and, you know, all that fun stuff that helps drive sales at the end of the day. And that, that's our focus here is sales. Cause you know, we can't make a difference in the world. We can't do any of those fun things that we all love to talk about, um, having impact and, you know, all that stuff if we're not making money. So, you know, as a change creator, you know, we working, for example, with, you know, organic skincare brands that are non-toxic or someone who has children's book that want to change the way, uh, you know, people or kids are learning the alphabet and, and, and the values they adopt. So, you know, but we can't spread those positive products if we aren't understanding how to sell properly. And so we've kind of been opening people's eyes to uh, how to actually make these things more profitable. You know, I had somebody that did a million dollars in sales and, you know, they weren't profitable. So, you know, we're working with them and we've shown them the numbers that, you know, they're like, they're, their comments really were, I can't believe I never saw the forest through the trees, right? So, um, you know, that's part of the process is learning and understanding how to make it work. It's not just about being passionate and working hard. It's about actually having an expertise in selling, right? Uh, selling is a key part of your business. So we focus on that. Anyway, um, that's what it means to be a change creator, right? We want to make a difference, but we got to know how to sell. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be talking about branding because that contributes to your bottom line and how you show up in the world and how you position your product and, you know, understanding who you're selling to. And that changes over time. So it's a living, breathing process. Um, all right. So let's get into this conversation with Stephen Auergon. I hope I pronounced that right. Sorry, Stephen. Um, so really cool dude. He runs Brand Mastery Academy. He was a designer that got into brand strategy. Um, and now he's the CEO and founder of Brand Master Academy. Um, he also has a podcast and that's called Brand Master Podcast. Um, so he basically has all these systems he's created and experience, um, in business, working with people and himself, uh, and his own businesses and stuff like that in the branding and marketing. And he's helped tens of thousands of students now, right. Through his, his, uh, programs. Um, so he has a lot of experience and he's seen what works and seen what doesn't. Um, and that was a big pivot for him. So we're going to talk about that pivot and why it was so important in his business to really help people achieve the results that they're looking for. When you want your marketing to work, you better believe that you better understand exactly what the result is people want and how to deliver it. <laughs> if you can't get that, um, you're going to have a hard time, right? So we're going to get into this and get into branding and what really makes it tick. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, what's up, Stephen? Welcome to today's show, man. How you doing? I'm good, Adam. I'm good. How are you doing, mate? 
I'm doing excellent. Things have been going well over here. So um, yeah, I, I'm excited to chat with you. Uh, looks like you got a wealth of knowledge in one of my favorite spaces or categories, if you will, which is uh, branding. Um, mm-hmm. Let's get real on branding today. What do you think? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's clear out all the BS. Let's clear out all the BS. That's right. There's a lot of that. Um, first, like let people know what you're about. Like where are you coming from as far as like what's going on in your world and and how do you. Uh, how do you have any right to be talking about branding? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll break a, a, a pretty long story down into a, into a distilled version. My, my background is actually business and finance economics. Um, and, and, you know, after the, the GFC hit, when my career was just starting to kind of uh, take flight, uh, the, the market completely changed. And it was an opportunity for me to do something different because as much as it was a glamorous kind of career, it, it's not something that I really enjoyed enjoyed doing on a day-to-day basis and something that I did enjoy doing was was creative stuff so so things in and around photoshop and and uh, creating things so I, I took my hand to uh, design I went back to school I studied and and uh, I got into the world of branding from a visual perspective and after a few years on the agency scene I, I I was able to offer those services to people one-on-one. You know, I had people come up to me saying, Hey, can you do this for me? And that kind of sprung board me into the, the freelance world. And, and, uh, you know, and, you know, it started off pretty well. I was getting referrals and, and then I started to notice a, a bit of a shift in the market and, you know, the, the, the prices that I had been charging, you know, I, I started getting a bit of a pushback and, you know, referrals that seemed to come my way quite easily started to dry up. And, and, you know, I noticed more and more people saying to me, you know, I can go and get this done cheaper online. You had the lights of Odesk and freelancer.com coming out. So the market completely changed. And that's when I asked myself, you know, you know, I, I need to give these people a compelling reason to choose me over the others, what is that reason going to be? And that opened up the world into differentiation strategy. And from there, I was just, it just opened up this, this massive world into brand strategy, which I, I knew very little about. And, and the, over the following years, I dove right into that along with marketing strategy, digital marketing strategy as well. And it, it made me realize how many people go into the market and believe that a brand is your visuals and, you know, you get yourself a logo and a website and away you go. And, and, you know, I, I saw this problem time and again. So in creating, in, in searching for answers for my own business and my own brand, I, I, I found this, this, this product and, and this, this thing that, that my clients needed. And, and that's what, uh, threw me into the world of brand strategy. I created brand strategy frameworks and, you know, that started to, to, to gain wings. I started to write a lot of content about it and I had a lot of eyes and, and questions around what brand strategy was. And, and that, uh, that gave way to brand master Academy where I, I now teach frameworks and systems for branding professionals, professional brand builders, how to build strategy for their clients to provide a better service and, increase the revenue, increase the, the, the rates that they're charging and kind of get away from that oversaturated market. 
Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting journey there. Um, well, I guess I'm curious just on your perspective now. I mean, so you're working with people, you're actually working and training people to support their clients with more brand strategy intelligence. So let's let's get clear though for everybody listening what exactly the gap is. Cause we talked about how we believe the visuals are the branding and stuff. This is a common, like, you know, common misconception, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we see it all the time. And I, because brand strategy actually covers a lot of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe we should just give people a little clarity then what it is not, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So okay. let's start there. Okay, well, well, brand strategy, first of all, it's not a logo. That's the easy thing. It's not your logo. It's not your website. And it's also not your marketing strategy. So, and, and you know, I've got a theory about uh, why brand strategy is so misunderstood. It, it feels to me that it's been in this blind spot for, for many, many years. You go back 40 years ago and marketing traditionally was, uh, you know, you would go to, to university and they would teach marketing as this little tiny, uh, they would teach branding as this little tiny subset of marketing. Okay. And, and that's still happening today in, in a lot of spaces. Brand strategy is, is still, and, and branding is taught as this subset of marketing. And then when, of course, the, the digital transformation, you had individuals with skill sets getting out there and, and selling their services. And, you know, you, you had designers going into the market, selling their, their, their logos and their visual identities, but they were packaging it as branding and brand branding services. Yeah. So, so you had these entrepreneurs who were also new to the scene, taking advantage of the digital transformation saying, Hey, I need branding. And you just had this perfect storm where branding and, and what branding actually is really sat in this blind spot. And, and, you know, uh, that's where the education gap is because marketing didn't do a good job of it early on. And then the freelancers coming out into the world, selling their visual identity services as branding didn't do a good job. So entrepreneurs have been kind of left in the dark as to, to what branding really is and where they need to start in order to build the brand. So that's where the blind spot is. And that's where the education gap is. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a gap in, in education because it's just the surface level of what people see. And that's what I'm hearing from you. It's like, you got these art, uh, designers and stuff and they're packaging up what is sexy, right? It's mm -hmm. the sexy part. And they're and now associating this as branding, right? A hundred percent. So, and, and just, just to touch on that there, as, as what you said, the surface level, and that's an analogy that I use quite often, you know, the, the tip of the iceberg is your logo. It's your website. It's the visuals. It's what people see, but underneath all of that is where the brand actually is. And underneath all of that is exactly who your audience is and not just yeah. what market you're serving. It's what segment of that market are you serving and who are these people? What do their lives look like? And what challenges are they going through? What emotions are they going through? Because when you know this sort of stuff, that's when you can really tap into exactly what they want and how you can give them what they want in a unique way compared to your competitors. And that's where the beauty of strategy lies. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, you know, before we kind of start recording our chat, um, we were kicking a couple of things around and I see it all the time where people, um, 
you know, they build websites and they do all this stuff with their products and, and they don't have a brand strategy, which it blows my mind, you know, because Mm -hmm. it informs everything that we do. (laughs) But it's not, Adam, it's not their fault. It is not their fault because they have not been guided in a way that they they don't know. Right. They they don't know. They don't know. And they go to the they go to professionals hoping that they're going to get the right advice. They go to a, a branding professional. A lot of the times it's a designer who are trained in the tactical work of designing logos yep. and websites. Yep. And they're left disappointed because at the end of it, they have a logo, they have a website, but they don't know what's next. Their brand doesn't have a voice. Their brand is no different to any other brand in the market. They do not have a differentiation strategy. They do not have a positioning strategy. They don't have a personality or attributes to communicate with, and they don't have any kind of verbal identity. And all of these things are the real tool of a brand to influence the the consumer, to influence the mind of the audience as to why they should choose your brand over all of those competitors, because at the end of the day, your, your logo and your website's not going to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. And I think the positioning, you know, the more I've gone through brand strategy discussions with people and like, there's a lot that's important when you're building a company. And when it comes to selling, I have found that that positioning is just such a powerful part of the process. And I think mm-hmm. like most people, they have no idea uh, a positioning exercise um, and I came across, I did an interview with someone. Have you heard of April Dunford at this point yet? I, I have heard of, of the name. I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly where I've heard it. She wrote a book um, and she, all she does is positioning with companies. Okay. And I was, mm-hmm. I'm always reading and stuff. And I listened to her book and it's interesting because she really kind of expanded this approach of how to think about positioning and what really works. And she's kind of like goes after the classic formula that people use, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it just opened my eyes to another way of thinking about positioning. And I used to start with certain things first. And now I start, uh, depending on what the client's needs are, I'll start with positioning first because it Mm -hmm. lends itself to then the perfect customer and all these other things. Um, So yeah, like it's, it's, I see it evolving in some ways as well. So I, I guess I was just curious, um, you know, if you have, I don't know what your positioning strategies are and all that kind of stuff, but it was just interesting to see it evolve. There's evolution in the branch. Strategy. 100%. There's evolution in the, the, the branding world. As I said before, branding used to be the subset of marketing today. Branding has evolved into this entity that sits on top of the business strategy. It sits on top of the marketing strategy. It influences all of that. Now, when we get down into the weeds, um, of course, when you're, when you're helping clients to build their brands, a lot goes into defining the position of the brand. You know, what position are we going to take in the market? Because you can't go out there and just be another you know, another player in the market, because you're not giving your audience any reason to choose you over your, over your competitors. Now, a lot goes into that conversation, but we can simplify that. We can really, really simplify it and strip it back and ask the question. If one of your customers was to ask you why they should choose you over your competitors, what would be a very, very simple sentence that you would give them to tell them, to give them that reason to choose you. Now, 
I know from experience from dealing with, with uh, entrepreneurs that nine times out of 10, it's probably 9.9. They do not have a compelling reason or any reason at all that they would choose you. And look, at the end of the day, if you're competing on price, then you're not building a brand. You're, 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 you're in the commodity, uh, yeah. you're in the commodity business. So if you're not competing on price, where exactly are you competing? You know, are you the most efficient option in the market? Are you the, the, the most simplistic? Are you the most supportive? You know, do you provide a, a completely unique experience to deliver a similar or a better outcome to your competitors? Because it's not always about better, you know, better is not always the solution. Different, Different. is sometimes yeah. better than better because you give them the outcome that they want, but you do it in a, in a way that's unique to you and is different from all of those competitors. And in doing that, you're giving your audience a compelling reason to choose you over them. Yeah. I, I think you nailed that. That that's exactly it. I mean, anybody listening, I mean, these, this, this is great. And I love the point of you don't always have to be better, but you have to be different. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that is key. So I like to always ask the question, um, you know, what, um, what companies are people going to use if you didn't exist, right? Like what's, what's the alternative and mm -hmm. then what really makes you stand out from those guys. And you start really kind of drilling down into those things. So I'm curious on what, how, how long your process is. Um, and then we'll get into just maybe some other, like more practical insights to help people with some of their, their processes, but how long is like, how much time are you putting into developing a brand strategy in in completion, like, is it a it, it, two-hour thing or a two-day thing? No, no, no. It would be well. Look, you you have to allow for for many moving parts, and depending on uh, the size of the team that you're working with. If you're working with a one-person entrepreneur, uh, and you can block out a, a week of of uh, of your month to to get that done, and you can also liaise with your customer to do the same to be able to to workshop with you, then you know you can you could put those hours in. The way the way my process works is typically it would take around about four to six weeks and that would include workshops with the clients and then taking that information that they've given you or that you've extracted from that workshop and developing that out into a strategy to then go on and, and work on the deliverable. So the strategy would then feed the other work that you would typically do. For some people, it's copywriting. For other people, it's logo, it's it's website. So, so there are often some deliverables on the back of the strategy. A lot of uh, branding professionals now are, are, are looking towards strategy as a, as a way to give their clients a better level of service, yet they still stay in the deliverables game gotcha. and they still offer yeah. that tactical work. You do have other strategists who are turning in words, looking at strategy, breaking that as a, as a separate service and just focusing on the strategy, allowing then the client to go off and do their marketing or work with a designer of their choosing if they want. But the, the, the real value of branding is in that strategy. And that's where clients are prepared to pay a premium if you're able to help close that education gap, because once they understand the value of what you're doing for them, then they see the value in that. So yeah. part of the game is closing that education gap to give them and show them the value of doing that strategic worst work first and foremost, before going and spending thousands of dollars on logos and websites. <laughs> 
That's a hundred percent it. And, and I like the idea of like, you may have deliverables, like we do the website sales funnels for e-commerce and stuff like that, but we can't do those things if we don't understand the brand strategy. So mm-hmm. we don't do, you know, like the depth, like you're doing full tilt, like several weeks of like in-depth work with teams. Um, and we probably do more select like pieces, right. That we need to accomplish our goals. But mm-hmm. I love the fact that you're helping people, ground the tactical work in real strategy because that's, that, it, it, it's a it's a very good way of putting it because at the end of the day if you jump straight into tactics then you know what are they based on because we can all jump onto facebook ads we can all jump onto instagram ads or, or, or google ads but if you don't have first and foremost, a, a reason to give your audience to, to choose your brand in the first place, a, a, a way of, of delivering your message, a certain tone of voice, a certain personality and a, a certain type of, of offer, then, you know, that tactical work doesn't have that foundation. It doesn't have that grounding. And that's where strategy comes in. It, it, it gives that, that solid foundation so that you can refer back and go, Oh, th- this is what we decided we wanted to build as a brand. This is who we're trying to serve. This is why they're going to choose us. Are the decisions that we're making aligned with the brand? Are we on brand? Because if you don't have a compass to tell you whether or not you're on brand, then the tactical work that you're doing is going to be more expensive because the likes of Facebook ads, your, 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 uh, your cost per lead, your cost per click, they're all going to be higher because you're not dialed into who you're targeting and the way that you're targeting them and the, the reasons that you're giving them to choose you. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's just so much to be said for, for that. And I think the being consistent at every touch point digitally, right. You have so many different areas of real estate that your brand shows up. And if you don't have the brand strategy and you're working with agency a or B or freelancer C and D and you don't have some way of giving them your strategy so they can stay consistent. Mm-hmm. You're going to be different all over the place, different tone, different That's it. style. You know what I mean? Like exactly. So, so, so social media managers, for example, they will, uh, you know, they'll put posts out there to represent the brand. And then you might have content writers on the other side. They're creating articles to represent the brand. Now, if there's no central point or no brand guide to, to guide the work on, on the, the verbal identity and the, and the attributes that the brand is leading with, then your, your content over here and your social media posts over here, they're not going to be aligned. And, you know, the, today there are so many different touch points that you can have. And if your audience is coming back to, to your brand and they're, they're, they're getting different experiences from one platform to the next, that doesn't build trust. Now, a lot of this happens on a subconscious level, but if they're able to, to, if your voice is unique and if you're, if you're doing something different and they see that in your, on your social posts, and then the, the same voice translates over into your content over here and then over onto your, your, uh, your reels on, on Instagram. And they all have that, you know, that, that subtle personality that they're getting at every single level. And they like that they're drawn to that. Then they're going to keep coming back for more. They're going to start trusting you. But if you're having, you know, uh, posts over here that have a completely different tone of voice and a personality to the posts over there, your brand is misaligned and you're not going to earn that trust. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah. And that trust is something that does take time to earn. And if you have those inconsistencies, it's, I mean, we all know it, we all experience it, you know, like the red flags go up, <laughs> right? That's so, it. It's part of it. That's it. That's, that's absolutely right. If, if, and all it takes is one red flag, Adam, you know yourself, if you go to buy something and you know, you're, you're digesting somebody's content, you, you're looking for reasons. You're looking for reasons to run. And it's, it's only when you, you, when you come back and you, and they continue to deliver that level of consistency that you're after in the way that that's compelling to you. And, and look, personality is a big thing. We're all different. We all have different friends. We all listen to different music. We all wear different clothes. We're all attracted to different attributes. So there's room for everybody in this game. And, you know, if you're consistently putting out messages that, that speak to a certain type of person, and, and, you know, you're consistent with that, then you're, you're drawing them in and you're, you're building that trust. If on the other hand, you drop the ball and, and you say something that that's, that's not consistent with everything that you've been doing, you, you going to break that trust. And, and you, once you break the trust, it's very, very difficult to earn that back. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So I guess what would be some of the things that, you know, there's a lot of people out there, they don't have these brand strategies. Um, I guess what would be your advice in, cause a lot of startups, they're not going to spend a fortune to, like, I, I, I guess I see two different worlds, right? So you have the worldview from a, a young entrepreneur, maybe not young, but just a early stage entrepreneur. They're like, geez, do I spend thousands of dollars to get my brand strategy done? Um, and cause they, I think there's a gap in knowledge, like you said, that they have to understand why that's so important for them to feel like it's a good investment, right? Mm -hmm. The thing is what people struggle with is it's not something that's like, well, you're going to get sales out of the gate. You know what I mean? It's not something yeah. that gets immediate results financially. So they're like, oh my God, well, the first thing I need to do is get sales, which don't get me wrong. I agree. If you don't have money, you got no business. Um, so there's a little dance there of validating, getting sales or figuring this stuff out, or where do you put your money? So I'm curious if you come across this with some of the earlier stage people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and look, I totally get it. I, I totally, anybody who has started up their, their, their business, you know, they're, they're starting on a limited budget. Nobody start, starts up a business with unlimited funds. Very, very few companies start that way. So you have to be very, very careful with where you put your money. And for the most part, a lot of, uh, a lot of people believe that they, they first and foremost need a presence because without a presence, nobody knows that they exist. And of course, when they get their logo on their website, suddenly they exist. But an analogy that I like to use and something that, that I felt, uh, you know, way back when, when, you know, I, I was, I was ready with, with my website. I was, I was a young freelancer, you know, starting out and I put together my logo on my website and, and I had this feeling like I was, I was, I was launching it live and I was, I was, you know, it was like I was standing in the middle of Times Square and I was, I was announcing to the world I was here, but in reality, I was setting up a little lemonade stand in the desert where nobody <laughs> knew it existed. So, so this idea of having a presence with a logo on a website, it doesn't give you the presence that you think it does. Now I do get, uh, you know, why should I spend this money 
on a, a strategy if it's not going to give me early results. And there's a lot of different ways that you can test the market with growth hacking and, and kind of just getting stuck in there to, to with, with tactics on, on LinkedIn and just have a very, very basic landing page to collect emails and just, just kind of test the market that way without spending thousands and thousands of dollars on a web, uh, on a website and a logo to just prove that, that, you know, there is a market for your product. Right. And my advice would be if you're in that stage and, and you do have that, that early traction and those early signs that, Hey, look, what I've got is, is something that's that the market will, will like, I've, I've, I've gotten some, uh, you know, some traction to show that, that the market will like this, continue to do what you're doing and put some of that money in the bank and do things right the first way. Because if you skip over the most important part, then you're going to, you, it's going to cost you money in the end. And, and uh, uh, an analogy that I, that I like to use is that you, you've got a lot of entrepreneurs, they, they, you know, they, they rush out into the market and they, they can see the, the, the other side and they see this, this, uh, you know, uh, this, this uh, business that's producing all this money and changing their lifestyle. And they, they want to just run towards that. And, and they, they try to take the quickest road to get there. But what they don't see is they don't see this chasm and they don't see this, this white water river beneath them. And they, they try to run there without building that bridge, without taking the time to figure out, well, well, how do I get from a to B? They just, they pick the quickest, the quickest road and nine times out of 10, they get into that white water and they get washed away instead of doing things correctly. The first time analyzing the, the, the situation, looking at where they want to get, and making decisions in a calculated way. And that's what strategy is all about. If you, if you rush to market, if you, uh, you know, if you take the, the, the few dollars that you have and, 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 you know, do the, the sixth step before the first step, you're just, you're going to be left disappointed. You're going to end up wasting money and you're going to be back at the start. And you have no idea how many clients I have dealt with where they said, I wish I had have done things right the first time around. I would have saved <laughs> thousands of dollars and yeah. I would have saved months or years of time. And they're back at the beginning, knowing that they need to look at who their audience is first and define the position that they want to take in the market and the way they're going to communicate that position to the market. So of course I get it, but if you cut corners, then you're going to pay for it in the long run. Pay for it. Yeah. It's like buying a cheap product. Like you go to the clothing store and you buy something cheap and you pass on the expensive quality one and you just end up buying both. Because <laughs> the other one falls apart, you buy it again. You know, that's it. That's um, it. And and uh, you know, it, it's it, it's just the basics. If you cook corners, if you try to do things, uh, you know, uh, I'm not saying there's no room for bootstrapping. You can bootstrap, of, of course, course, but you too, you exactly. either pay you either pay with time or you pay with money. Yeah. If you yep. if you've got the time, then invest in your own education. If you don't have the money to pay a brand strategist, then go out there. There is so much information out there. Now, when I started out in brand strategy, it was very thin on the ground. Um, you know, and, and with Brand Master Academy, that's what I created. I created something that I wish had have been there on the Brand Master Academy YouTube channel. Now there's something like 200, I don't know, maybe 300 videos just on brand strategy. So, I mean, you, you could, you could not just on, on that channel, but there, there are many other channels out there and you could just binge. If you have the time, then invest in yourself, invest in what you need to know 
before skipping over the important information and spending money on things that you're, it, it will, you'll just end up back at square one. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent, you go in circles and that's what happens. People like they skim through these strategic types of steps and then they try to execute, execute the fun stuff. And then they realize it's not working. You're like, Oh, maybe I need to go back and, and look at that again. And then, you know, yeah. do a little bit more and I keep going round and round and round. Yeah. And, and, and that's exactly right. It's, it, it is the fun stuff. And it's like, it's like you decide to build your house. And you get all excited about, you know, the interior decoration, you know, the, the sofa that you're going to have, you know, the, the cinema room that you want to build and you start picking out, uh, you know, paint and drapes and, and, you know, you skip the important details of the foundation of the house. And, you know, it, it, there's, there's, there's no way that you're going to be able to have the house that you want if you don't put that time in. Now with a house, you're restricted by physics. You know, you, you can't build a house unless you 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 get your foundation in place your and, you, and you build and a blueprint, right? That that's it. That's it. Now, w- with a business, you're not restricted by that, and you can you can cut corners um, because you're not bound by those same principles, um, and that's why so many people lose so much money when it comes to business, rather than you know building a house themselves. A hundred percent. And yeah, I was going to say earlier, it's like trying to build an empire state building without a blueprint or a foundation. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, that's it. Yeah. I mean, you need a blueprint. It's like, you don't want to play darts without a dartboard. And it's really a simple, those analogies make it so easy. It's just like, you got to know where you're going, what you're doing and, and everyone else around you needs to know too, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so that, yeah, that's it. Just, um, and, and for, for, for professionals, the likes of social media managers, if they do want to take more strategic approach, copywriters, graphic designers, then the, the education that they learn, their job then is to give their, give that to their clients. And if they do that well enough, then their trust goes up with that client because they're going into the market knowing that they don't know about branding. They, they know that, that, that there is a logo involved. They know that there's a website involved, but they all have relationships with brands in their own lives. They have a relationship with Nike. They have a relationship with Apple. So they inherently know that there's more to branding than just the visuals. And if you're able to help close that education gap, they will, they will, they inherently get it already, but they'll be able to, to, you know, to, to have that understanding. And, and then once they have the understanding, that's when they see the value and that's when they're prepared to pay more for the services that you offer. 100%. Makes sense to me, man. I love it. I think that I love the angle that how you're positioning yourself, you know, to provide the tools that different professionals need to make the tactical delivery of their products more effective. Because that's in it. the end, I mean, we're trying to get clients results and just whipping up a website or sales copy without understanding this stuff. I mean, it's just a round and round you go kind of wasteful. Right. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, me, that's, that's it. Yeah. And I wanted to know just a little bit more. Um, so this, the, the, the stuff that you put together, um, it seems like it could be for anybody who is going to be working with clients. Like I I'm curious if there are certain things, like if you're a copywriter, website developer, whatever, it's all relevant to them. Like, but would they be going and trying to go through these full processes that you outline or would there be 
select things that would be relevant to them? Just trying to connect the dots for people. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, the, the way I like to look at it is that brand is in the center. All of this tactical work that everybody is doing, they're doing it to communicate the brand. Now, for the most part, for the most part, uh, you know, these, these individual cogs that are sitting on the outside, which could be website design, it could be logo design, it could be copywriting, it could be any type of, it could be direct response marketing. It could be sales funnels. Right. These are all communicating the brand. Right. So, so anybody who is in that line of business, if they're able to do that more effectively by turning inwards and actually look at what they're trying to communicate, which is the brand, and they're able to put systems in place to help their client develop that at an earlier stage so that the, the tactical work that they're doing is more effective, yeah. then it's a win-win for everybody. Because if, if, if these tacticians, um, you know, are getting clients coming to them without having done the foundational work, then they're not providing those tacticians with the tools that they would be better served having to do their tactical work. So why not turn inwards and actually help your clients to bridge that gap before you actually produce that work. And if you understand how to do that, and this isn't rocket science, by the way, if you understand how to do that and you're able to splinter that as a separate service so that you have them coming into your world. And, and not only are you, are you giving them a higher level of value, you're giving them clarity. You're giving them clarity. Ah, this is who my brand is. This is what my brand represents. This is the way my brand talks. This is the way my brand dresses. This is the, the, the verbal identity of my brand. When, when, when you have that moment with clients and, and you're and this, this often happens in a workshop and they suddenly get it. They're like, ah, I know who my brand is now. I know who my brand is. Yeah. Then they have this level of confidence where they're like, I, I get it now. So all of this tactical work, it starts to make more sense. And when they go out into the market and, and, and try to manage their brand for themselves, they, they, they have better tools to be able to do that. So, so yeah, whether, whether it is a, a, a copywriter, um, who, who is, is turning inward and looking and asking those questions. And, and, and really Adam, all of this starts with asking questions, just very, very simple questions to get the ball rolling. So who, who is your audience? You know, you know, what segment of the market are you targeting? Why them? Why are you targeting them? What, what right, business right. do you have targeting, targeting them? Why would they choose you? You know, you, you can open up that, that questions. And if you then have the frameworks to take the answers to those questions and build a strategy and a brand around that, then, you know, the, the value you're providing to your clients is, is, is tenfold because yep. they have that clarity and they have that belief in their brand as well. Yeah. I have found that if you can offer these conversations up front, one, so you have what you need to perform your job. Right. And then two, mm -hmm. um, it does help the client because most of them don't have this stuff. So if you can get through some of these key things, there's eye-opening moments. And then they also, well, I also think you could charge more because you're building this into your process, right? So mm -hmm. you're talking about adding brand strategy conversations and bringing that to the table. 
that's something that can up your. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, just to, to give you an example, uh, one of my students um, was, was, was just doing the logo and website design services. And, and he had a ceiling at around about $4,000. He, 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 uh, he went through the, the, the program and, and he yeah. got the, the frameworks and the systems with his next client. And, you know, he had some big cojones to do this, but his next client, he, he quoted him $60,000 and the, 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 the client took it up and he ran them, he ran them through the process and they produced the best work that they have ever produced because it was fed by the strategy that work went on to win awards, um, on, on, uh, on, uh, awards.com, uh, the, the, the website awards, the, a few different platforms that they won awards on, but the work that they produced was, was so good because it was born from the strategy and and who the actual uh, who the actual uh, business and brand was trying to appeal to they found that out through the the strategy workshop and it meant that they they didn't just try to appeal to everybody anymore they were appealing to a very very specific right. segment of the market so now going from 4000 to 60000 in, in your first client, that's obviously, uh, you know, pretty extreme, but just to be able to add that value, it just gives you an idea of how much more valuable it is to the client than trying to sell them the tactical work. Yep. I'm with you on that. Awesome, man. I mean, I think there's, I, I hope people listening are really kind of letting it sink in just the value of, um, these strat, these strategic pieces of the puzzle. Um, mm. and, let's make sure you get a chance to shout out where if they want to learn more and see the kind of things that you're offering, um, yeah. where do they, where do they find you, Steven? Uh, well, brandmasteracademy.com is the website. You can also search brandmaster Academy on YouTube. If you want to dive into a, a ton of videos. Um, but we, we have a blueprint as well, and I'll, I'll, I'll be able to provide you a, a link to the blueprint, but the blueprint will give you the, the foundational elements of strategy. And the, the, the pieces of the, the puzzle that you need to consider, which, which includes the likes of your, your, your audience, your competitive analysis, your, your messaging strategy, your storytelling strategy. These are, are fundamental pieces that every strategy should consider when building a brand. So if you want to, uh, if you want to get your hands on that, it's called the, the pro brand strategy blueprint. Uh, I'll, I'll shoot across that link and, uh, and they can, they can pick that up as well. Cool, man. Awesome. All right. Well, I listen, I really appreciate your time and I love the work that you're doing and just kind of, you know, coming on here and chatting about it. I hope everybody listening got a lot of value out of that. It's such an important part of just especially long-term success, right? Steven, I mean, you can probably get some early wins and stuff, but it won't be as sustainable as if you have this set up the right way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't take long. You could just jump onto your Facebook feed and scroll down a, a few posts and you're, you're going to see something for, you know, some kind of, uh, some kind of marketing hack that, that, you know, which if, if you have your brand strategy, then you're in a position to, to, to take advantage of that more, but a lot of people get sucked into, to all of that tactical stuff, uh, but get your foundations right. And you know, you'll be well-placed to take advantage of any marketing campaign after that. hundred percent. Awesome. Thanks again. Appreciate your time. Thanks Adam. Appreciate it. Mate. 
Thanks for tuning into the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. Don't forget to stop by changecreator.com for more information, fresh articles, content, and our services if you're looking to build a brand that people love. And please stop by iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate your support. Thank you.